0: Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast.
1: All right, first podcast. I'm Jason at Aware Integrate on Twitter. AwarenessIntegrations.com is the website. Uh, with me here is Rick. He is at Delay on Twitter and GraveDelayAthletics.com where he's got shirts and all kinds of stuff on there. All right, we're going to jump right into it with a quote from David Goggins. I'm sure you all know who he is. All right, here's a quote. If you are one of the people who bitch all the time, take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror. Chances are the only motherfucker you need to bitch at is yourself for not being squared away. So this quote talks pretty directly about personal responsibility. And I think it's an important topic to talk about because with the theme nowadays and our you know, politically correct environment, everyone's taking their problems and pushing it onto something else whether it's a cause whether it's somebody else whatever they want to pick for the day so me and Rick were discussing this before the podcast how you know we saw a video where there was somebody yelling and screaming about a politician and how they got elected and at one point You know, they're screaming in this video and they're complaining and they're crying. It's the biggest emotional thing you would ever see. And at one point in the video, this person looks over to make sure they're being recorded. So, you know, this is a perfect example of kind of what we're talking about today, where things are being projected out because of emotion or because of attention, because of social media, And it's not so much about the quote unquote problem or the cause anyway. So Rick, what, I mean, you saw the video, you know, your background, you could tell us a little bit about your background. Um, you know, we worked together for a little bit, so we've kind of been around some of this stuff, but you know, what's your view on all this as far as personal responsibility and kind of our current environment?
0: Well, uh, like politics for example the, the lady who's uh kneeling down and and, and screaming out uh after the uh, the election results that's just one thing that's just a tool to use for people to get attention it could be anything it i don't know it could be um driving down the road and you throw your throw your finger out at somebody and you know they get mad at you you get into a road rage incident, both pull over on the side of the road. And next thing you know, you have a camera out because you were, that's what you were expecting. You were expecting yep. to get a, get a reaction out of somebody so you could get it on camera and then eventually probably post it online to get likes or attention or to pr- portray yourself as the victim when in reality you were the instigator, but you're not going to show that part where you instigated it. You're just going to show the part where you became the victim so you get all the attention.
1: Yeah, it kind of It like takes away from the personal narrative, you know? <laughs> yeah you've got like narratives in society and like being politically correct and all this, but we also have our personal narratives. And, and I think like you know, like in your example, I think I think everyone's just trying to I think nowadays they're all trying to get away from what's actually going on with them or inside of them. So it's like wouldn't you think that social media, and technology and all these things like doesn't it somewhat it's like it makes it easier for us to push our problems onto something else you know
0: right yeah push them aside Uh, I guess that's like a band-aid so yeah yeah yeah
1: and it's interesting because it's just so much easier to do that nowadays so you've got this like political environment that is and when I say political I don't mean right or left I just mean kind of the typical politically correct statement where you've got to kind of watch everything and that kind of takes away from maybe the work you should be doing you know on yourself a little bit <laughs> it's like me and you we're not old but even when we think about being in our jobs you know I feel like even when we were working together we didn't really deal with this stuff so much so the point is like just in a short span of time with technology and with all this stuff look how bad it's become, you know.
0: Well yeah, it's become popular. Yeah, good be, word. To behave, to behave in ways that um, sort of shed you of personal responsibility. Yep. Yeah, and, and know, it's, it's like, it's like very, go short, ahead. very short period of time. It's uh it's it's grown exponentially since 2014 when you and I met.
1: Yeah, that's right. That, and that was what, you know, four or five years ago. It's not that long. I don't really remember any of this stuff happening. Even, even when we were working in certain, you know, environments where, you know, people had their phones and stuff like this. I don't really, I don't really remember a lot of times that we would get into it with someone or something would happen and everyone was just pulling their phones out. I mean, were they doing that as much even in 2014?
0: I recall one time off the top of my head, uh, I don't know if you were, you were with us or not, we were um, working alongside some other uh, law enforcement types, and they were trying to chase down some kids who were trespassing on public transportation or uh, supposedly assaulted one of their officers. We chased them to a point, but they, they, they got basically ran out of the jurisdiction, and it wasn't a big deal Come to find out what they had done. It was misinterpreted, yeah. but, and they knew it. So when we got, to the, we got to a point where we stopped, one of them took out their phone and started recording and started uh, uh, saying some choice words to us. But we just looked at him and turned around and walked away because yeah. at the time we had, we had zero to go on, no charges to file, that sort of thing. So we went about our day. They went about their day. And whatever they got on their, their video, we never heard, it, heard or saw it.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because I hear uh, – and I remember that time actually. But, you know, you hear something like that and I feel like it makes a little more sense you know, something happens, you're a pissed off young kid, you want to take a video of it. But now it's being done purely for attention, entertainment purposes. And the funniest part about it, and the point that we're trying to make here is that it's all being done for attention, but it's being done for attention because it takes the attention off of us. And I I think it's like I have this one side where I think people 100% know what they're doing. They know that they're lying to themselves and they're digging a hole and I feel like they know what they're doing. But then there's the other angle where they're just zombies and they have no idea what they're doing. And as you said, which is a good point, it's very popular. So like you've got this kind of, you know, what would it be called like soup of all of these problems and all of these things that take away from personal responsibility. But, you know, I'll ask you this, do you honestly think, because this kind of ties into the next topic, it's like, do you honestly think that someone can become better, or master themselves or square themselves away or any of that stuff, if they aren't at one point, at some point looking within, and this isn't some woo-woo spiritual within in the sense of like their own environment in saying, where am I at? Why do I have these problems in the first place? So somebody like you, Rick, who's a naturally, you know, you're one of the most positive people I know and not overly positive is, necessarily happy but just realistic and content so do you honestly think with all these things that are out there the books the social media the self-help industry these band-aids do you really think that someone is able to get better if they don't start almost like from the ground up with themselves
0: yes and no so it's like uh, I'm gonna gonna parallel this to training I've done in the past for uh, police departments and so forth so you, you, go to, you go to a class. I'm going to use shooting as an example because that's the, the, that's the easiest topic I can, I can discuss. So uh, there's, a, there's an old uh, part of training where you're shooting, where you're a gun, you pull the trigger, and the, the instructor says, oh, it should be a surprise every time. And you say, okay, it should be a surprise every time. But hearing it and then applying it the way he means it are two different things.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: he's, he's the self-help, you trying to apply it it and and apply it correctly is is uh i guess the the idea behind the self-help you want that's that's the goal so so i i don't know it's been it's been almost 19 years now since i've been in that in that line of work and it was probably at least it was probably a few years in from the time i first heard that that one day no kidding i was thinking about it and and it just suddenly clicked i was like oh that's what he meant all this time i I've been trying to. I've yeah. been trying to do it just the way he told me to do it, but that's not that's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to just take the information and um, and tailor it to you to your your personality, the way you do things, the way you grasp things, and then it'll 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 work for you. So. So just, I mean, that that's a, it might be a silly example to some people. But.
1: No, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it's because when you had that aha moment or whatever you want to call it, yeah. that was probably because you took time to contemplate it. You know, you took time to sit back and say, okay, someone gave me some information, like you said, a self help or whatever, but I'm going to contemplate and see what it does for me subjectively. You know, and that's like, a lot of the stuff that I put on Twitter, you know, me and you have talked about this where it comes off as very spiritual, it comes off as kind of woo woo. And kind of, you know, I talk about um, uh, David Hawkins a lot, uh, Dr. David Hawkins. But he says something and you brought it up where he says that everybody's kind of, you know, let's say awareness or enlightenment experience is subjective. And I never understood that, you know, like, well, what do you mean subjective? If you're outside on a mountaintop and it feels like you get hit with a lightning bolt and boom, you're like this new guru enlightened guy, that doesn't seem very subjective. It almost seems like, you know, uh, what, like an intervention from God or something. But like you said, your subjective experience at the time with the weapons training didn't really compute it, but then you took time to contemplate it and had your own objective experience or a subjective experience. So, you know, I remember that a lot in training also because how much training we did on the range when we, you know, first got the job. And I can remember hearing what they're saying, which is just another version of, you know, self-help internet books, whatever people are doing to better themselves. But I didn't really know how to apply it. I, they were great. They were, I mean, these teachers were the best in the world, but I didn't subjectively know how to apply it. And as another example, you know, training example, I had so much going on in my personal life. It was literally one of the worst times of my life when we were in that training that I wasn't able to kind of take the responsibility, own it, deal with it, and then continue on with the training. You know, so I I wasn't able to subjectively do it. And that's kind of the point here is, If you don't take that personal responsibility, I feel, so this is what I'll ask you. I feel that I'm not going to sit here and say that emotion doesn't serve a purpose because there's obviously many types of emotion, but I feel that nowadays we are in a space where everything is only emotion. So what, what do you think – like as, as far as political correctness, the news, uh, out in society, social media, what's your view on that? Because I feel that it's almost like we've lost any sort of reality
0: and it's just only emotion. I think it's an epidemic of people speak before they think. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and the reason, the reason why is probably – uh, the, back to the attention thing, uh, they they feel like they can probably say whatever they want, and they'll get attention whether it's negative or positive. But they're they're definitely going to get some attention out of it. Yeah. Um, and whether whether they whether they know they're doing it or not, I think in a, in a shallow sort of way they do. They get it. Um, they they've decided that their words don't or don't and or can't have consequences just because mm-hmm. that's the way. Uh, I'm going to say society, but I don't think overall society um, has allowed that. I think a, a, uh, an unfair focus on a small portion of the population within society is telling people that, yes, you can behave in, behave in this way, and there's probably going to be little or no consequence. And if there is a consequence, all you have to do is say, I'm sorry, and then start all over.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like an old school outlook where – no, you know, people aren't getting punched in the face anymore. I mean, it's like you, I remember, you know, I'm not old. I mean, me and you, we're not old guys, but I remember being younger and even something as simple as being at the bus stop. It's like, you better watch what you say. You know, you're on the bus, you better watch it. Like, you know, obviously that is considered the worst thing in the world nowadays. I mean, you start getting into that realm with you know, uh, anything that is looked at as kind of tough or like masculine or whatever word people want to use is considered a bad thing. I don't know what those words even mean anymore. I don't think they have much of a definition at this point in time because it's just been so skewed, but that's a good point because they're really, I mean, is there really any consequence to what people do nowadays i mean worst case you do something wrong like you said you can apologize or you just align with the group that aligns with that statement you know it's like uh, i well, i identify as somebody that has been hurt or whatever yeah so now it's like it's okay you know like because we all have our problems but you know another thing me and you were talking about was, you know, we all have our problems, we all have things that we're into, but we're in a day and age where you can align with another circle, another group that hates this, hates that, and they're kind of like feeding the group. In other words, we all hate this political candidate, we all hate this political side, so we're going to stay together, continue to talk about it, and constantly keep this self-licking ice cream cone going because yep. yeah I, I just I don't see so here's like here's the next thing is now this is t- this is tough to talk about because most people are going to respond and they're just going to say well you know what am I supposed to do nothing but I wrote this in one of my newsletters I actually got a lot of feedback on it and people liked it but I feel that we are transitioning into a time where, because of such a lack of personal responsibility, because it's so easy to align with something else, that there's almost no, in other words, these causes that people are aligning with, this stuff that they're doing to try and get away from personal responsibility, actually serves no purpose their causes aren't causes anymore because they're engulfed they're they're you know just emotion they're just a big emotion pile and everybody feeds it so when I look at something like the news and that's what I put in my newsletter I don't really at this point and this is tricky but I don't at this point really see any positive or productive aspect of following the news, watching the news, or being involved in any of these causes. Like I actually am at the point where I say there's zero reason. So most people are going to say, well, what do you do? Sit back and do nothing. You have to know what's going on in the world. But here's the thing. None of the outlets, none of the things you're reading are giving you the truth. They're giving you their version of it. So what do you think is kind of, I mean, what do you think is kind of the middle ground? Because I don't have a middle ground. Like I don't watch the news. I think it's completely worthless and a waste of time. And following all these social things seem to serve no purpose now because they've got so far away. So wh- what do you think about that?
0: Well, I, first of all, I think there is one, one really big reason to watch the news, watch the news listen to the news. Uh, the entertainment value is, is endless. So yeah, so there's that. Um,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, for sure. So in terms of, in terms of like what, um, like how to, like how to get the news or how to uh, I guess stay enlightened or stay up to up to date with stuff. Um, I mean, so the stock market, for example, how, how do you know the economy is doing well? Are you going to listen to somebody tell you, tell you it's doing well or just or follow the numbers, right? You can see if the Dow is up or down. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So you have, you know, check out the Dow, the S&P 500, any of the other indexes or, or, um, or um, individual stocks you, you may want to be interested in or, or, or buy. Uh, so you don't have to have anybody tell you what it's doing. You can just go, just go look because the data won't lie. What's driving the data? Who knows? But, you know, the data is the there. Yeah, yeah. So you have that. Uh, in terms of, I don't know, you, you, can, you can fact check stuff. It takes, it takes a while. I mean, if there's something you're interested in, like uh, – some, this is not something I'm interested in personally, but uh, global warming. You could probably pull up some scientific studies that have been done in the last 10 to 20 years compared to, you know, studies that have been done 30 or 40 years ago, compare the, the core temperature of the earth, you know, that kind of stuff. I guess if you really wanted to, to see what the trends are and to see if any of these arguments for or against global warming have any sort of uh, value whatsoever in our lifetime or even two or three or four lifetimes down the road. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no, that sort of thing. So it's due diligence. Do you want to just read a headline and, and extrapolate from the headline what you think is going on in the story? Or do you want to read the headline and the story and then take someone's word for it, that how their interpretation of the content is true? Or do you want to do the research yourself? Yeah. The first two are the easiest ones. The third one's a harder one. So, yeah, yeah. Take the responsibility to find the information for yourself. Or if you weren't there um, when something happened and someone's reporting on what happened, just know, just take a step back for a second and realize and say, you know what? I wasn't there. The, the, the air quotes, facts, the reporting may or may not be true. So I kind of have to take this with a grain of salt until I, until more information comes out, or there's more corroboration across not only, uh, you know, the, the left reporting news outlets, but also the right reporting news outlets and maybe the ones in the middle. Once they all agree, you could probably be pretty sure that the story has some validity.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah and really, it's doing your own research and you know something that kinda kind of that popped in my head when you were uh talking and it kind of goes back to what we were saying is you know it's pretty easy in all reality to live nowadays you know i was I was just thinking randomly of stories I know you have a bunch of stories I have some you know from the jobs, and it's extremely easy to live nowadays, but because of that, we put energy into things that essentially don't matter. So it's, it really is one of the best times to kind of be a more squared away person, take that personal responsibility, but we're not doing it because it's so easy to live that we might as well just put it to that news headline or some new cause or whatever it is. You know, We kind of are doing almost like the opposite of what we should be doing. I mean, it's, it's like, I was thinking about how many times probably in our careers that if we didn't take personal responsibility, something could have gone horribly wrong. Maybe someone's dead. Maybe you're dead. You know, you have to be, you know, the leadership, like, especially let's say in military or government work, you know, it's usually set up to where it's kind of like, Hey man, you're fucked up um, you need to fix it or you're out. I mean, and it's like, have a nice day. I mean, it's, it, it could be as simple as that, but society, I feel like is modifying things to make it work for the person that's fucked up. So if you screw something up and it's affecting others and it's affecting yourself, we just modify the circumstances and say, well, you know, it's okay. You know, so you have the politically correct side that's saying, you know, let's give them a trophy. And then you've got the self-help side that's saying, well, you know, if you have bad thoughts, just try to make them more positive. Well, what happens when the thoughts come back negative? You know, and this is back to working from the bottom up, working from the ground up. And I, I think anyone who's starting any path of, you know, inner work of just taking a minute to say, okay, I need to fix something here. My life's not going how it wants to go. Things are jacked up, whatever it is, has to stop and say, well, why am I in the self-help section? Why am I in the bookstore? Why am I listening to this podcast? You know, it's like, you've got to start from the bottom and come to where you are now. You know, and that's what I try to tell people online. It's, it's all based off of that awareness. It's just the awareness that, hey, you know, maybe I'm doing something here that's fueling something else. But, you know, how in this time frame, how in this society do you think would someone ever get to that point with all these things going on unless they actually have you know, in expanded awareness. I mean, you, they're kind of like, um, they're kind of like running in mud. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. This is a, a great example of the chicken and the egg. It's like, which comes first and nobody really knows, but I can use an example from, from my life in terms of, um, uh, awareness with health. So was it January, 2016? I went to the doctor with a, um, Nah, but I'll call it a stomach issue. Went down there and said, Hey, here's the deal. The, the doc gave me um, a five day prescription of pills and then told me he was going to get me an appointment with a specialist 10 days later. Sorry, <laughs> five days of pills. But I had to wait 10 mm. days to see the, the gastroenterologist. And right away, I was like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I took two of the pills, uh, you know, one at night and then one the following morning. My skin was on fire. Which is one of the side effects listed in the in the pamphlet that comes in the the box. And all I can think is, well, I can't do any cardio and my my skin's on fire because it's it was messing with my sweat glands. I guess is what the idea was. So I stopped taking it. I waited the ten days, went and saw the doc. And I walked in, and she said, "All right, what are your symptoms?" So I told her, uh, basically, um, going go to the bathroom way too often. Like I couldn't I couldn't leave leave work, which is like fifty miles from the fifty miles from the house and drive home within an hour or less without having to stop. So anyway, I told her what the problem was and she said, okay, we can, we can try two things. You know, you pick, she said, you can, um, schedule a colonoscopy or she said, most of society is fiber deficient. Um, you can try fiber for a couple weeks and we'll see how it goes. And then we'll, we'll reevaluate. I was like, all right, doc, let's try the fiber. So sure enough, two weeks later, I uh, went back and saw her. told her the fiber was working great. Everything was slowed, slowed to the, uh, the proper pace in, in, in my stomach. And there you go. And that specific instance was, was what enlightened me to seek a different path in terms of medical treatment because the old way, the standard of care way is, uh, you see a doc for two minutes, they throw some pills at you, and they shuffle you uh, out of the office. Yep. Uh, this, this doc, she was like, she clearly had more experience and specialty in that she wasn't just trying to throw pills at me. She was trying to throw real life yep. uh, healthy options at me. Solutions. So, yeah, exactly. Solutions, cure. If, I'm going to use the word cure. And that's what sent me down. Uh, I still haven't come up from the rabbit hole, full disclosure here. Sent me down the, the wellness uh, rabbit hole uh, to, to find better ways to, to take care of myself. Yeah,
1: that's funny because at one point, it may even have been around that time, I went to the doc for stomach issues and it was the same thing. I remember sitting in there and it was kind of a turning point for me because I was sitting in there and it was the doctor and he was a specialist and like three other you know, people that were learning and like a physician assistant. And it was the same thing. He was like, "Uh, well, let's do colonoscopy. And at that time, I was like, what, freaking like 30? I mean, you know, it was... And when he left, everyone in that room, just like the second doctor you saw, said, hey, I don't agree with him. I think that's dumb, blah, blah. I went home, did the research, found the natural cures, and I don't have any problems now. So, you know, it is a perfect example because how many people are going to do that work? How many people are going to take the responsibility and say, well, the body can heal itself if the environment's right. So let me go down that rabbit hole and try it out. No, they're going to take the easiest option. You know, which is take the pills and hope it works out. And that I mean, that's a topic for another day because that puts that puts everyone just in this nonstop circle that never ends. But you know, the bottom line is if you don't take the personal responsibility and you kind of go with the theme that's going on nowadays, you're never gonna get out of that hole. And I think really if I was to you know, write this out and put it in a thesis to a book, I would say if you are unable to look at the inside or like you did, ask the questions that are outside the normal, you know, model, you will never get better because what people need to know, especially on social media and the people they listen to, I don't, and I know you agree with this, I don't think that all people are bad. I don't think everybody on social media is trying to get money out of you or all this there is that. But what people have to realize is that these people are trying to sell you and get you to feel better. They're trying to get you to feel better. That's it. But what happens when the feeling better doesn't work out? What happens when you feel great, but then you walk outside and all your tires are flat or something stupid? I mean, what, what happens at that point? So like we talked about this before, you can have someone like you who's naturally more happy and content and if you're telling people, you wouldn't tell people this, but someone, if they told people, you know, be more like me or do more of this or do more that, it's still not going to the core of why you have that problem in the first place. And just like the medical stuff, society is selling band-aids to just get the symptom to stop. But where's the symptom coming from? So, you know, when I go on social media and I see, Somebody saying, you know, oh, six tips to feel better now or something like that. It kind of blows my mind because that's not going to do anything that that that's not that's not going to fix the problem at the root. You know, it's it comes back to personal responsibility and saying, I have an issue. Why am I here in the first place? But just it may like, you know, with your appointment. There, there has to be a catalyst and maybe that catalyst is that video, the six things or whatever. But I just don't think that that's going to help anyone. So why? So here's the next question. Why is the self-help industry so big, so popular, billion and billions of dollar industry and everyone's completely miserable? I think people are more miserable now than they've ever been. And my theory is because nobody wants to go to the source nobody wants to take responsibility because it hurts what's your view on that
0: well it's yeah self-help um literature is sort of like a road map to gold um, yep. you, you can read it you can read it and, and look at it but let's say let's say the road map to gold leads you, leads you up mount everest back down through some caves uh th- through the fire swamp like in princess bride you know <laughs> through through the through compton uh, back in the 80s, where where you couldn't walk in there without getting shot at. If it leads you through all the all these different adversarial sort of uh, paths uh, to get to the solution, people don't want to do it. They're terrified, and that's yeah. and that's what, yeah. and that's what telling that's what finding out the truth about yourself can I guess can be. It, it can be some terrifying stuff if you're not careful. Um, so it's just easier uh, to look at it and like, okay, this is cool. I could probably do it, but nope, I'm not going to do it. And that's yeah. that's not something yeah. some people say out loud. They just don't. They read it, yeah. they put it down, and then they just move on with their lives. And probably a month later, they read something else similar and so on and so forth. And they probably, probably, probably feel pretty good for a few days after they read these things or, or listen to the podcast or whatever it is. Then they probably end up with a self-help hangover and they're, they're back into their, uh, into their pit of despair and um, you know, waiting yeah. for the next week or next month to come around to get their next self-help uh, product yeah I mean, I guess there's really no money
1: in going to the core of the problem because if you actually took you know a mental scalpel and cut out the things that were screwing you up, that could be the end of a lot of your problems you know it it's even enlightenment in these words and all this that's why I like to use the word awareness because it's not about sitting in some cave and you know being meditating all day. it's more or less. What's your subjective experience that you actually want? So, you know, from how you met me in 2014 and now, it's not even comparable, you know, in my experience. It's not comparable. I was so miserable back then. But my subjective experience is different from somebody else's so it's like you said you know you go down this path of self-help you're trying all these band-aids you're doing this the books pile up and I've read all the books I started there too so you could easily say I'm a hypocrite you started there but if you read these ancient teachers you can even read this in religion in some symbolic way it points back to your insides it points back to essentially, even like the medical, making your own decisions, but you have to be able to see the truth. You know, they talk about truth in all these books. The truth is something that's beyond an emotional attachment. It's beyond a narration. So you, somebody like you, Rick, naturally, you walk out and see the tire splat in your car. You're going to say, oh, what do I have to do to, you know, fix this situation? What do I have to do to fix it, get to work, do what I need to do? most people it's a blow up of an emotional reaction because why is this happening to me? You know, but you have to stop and sit back for two seconds and say, well, why is this bothering me so much? Well, it's bothering you because you think you're special. You think you're going to wake up and this stuff's never going to happen to you. And that's what we see in society. Everybody's special. They're special. They're perfect. They're special. You can't do anything wrong. So it all ties back into you know, this personal responsibility and the fact that nobody's taking it. I mean, I think really, and I don't, I don't know this for certain, but I think not maliciously, you can tell me what you think about this, but I think actually the mission of self-help or these people online or all this stuff is actually just to make you feel better. And it's not in a bad way, but we're just trying to make ourselves feel better because things are so bad, but they're only bad because of us in most situations, because of our narration, because of our view, you know, there's obviously outliers. There's bad things that can happen to people, but it still is kind of like, well, we're getting mad because we think we're special and we think that things should be different. But if you take personal responsibility then how could you be mad at those things? What, what's your opinion on that?
0: Yeah. So the, so the, why something happens to you doesn't matter. It already happened, right? Yep. It's how you yep. deal with it. That matters from that point on. So like you said, yeah, I would just go out there and find four tires and put them on the car and move on with my life. You know, yeah. no it might, might take some time out of my day that wasn't expected uh, to spend on changing tires, but um, they're not going to fix themselves. So, yep. uh, you, know, on, uh, you know, onto that. And then, um, so uh, telling the truth, it's, it's not only telling the truth, uh, either to yourself, it's just, I mean, especially to yourself, if you, if you tell yourself the truth, it's going to be a lot easier to tell people around you the truth, just in, in life in general. And man, I'll tell you, you know, just being, being honest with yourself and others is probably, the, it's the simplest way to live, probably not the easiest, but definitely the simplest way to live and, uh, you know, a great way to, uh, to keep your, your stress levels low. But that telling the truth is actually the foundation of personal responsibility, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: And I think that's what all these ancient people and sages and all that meant was, you know, it's, it's very easy to take things that you read, even things that I say or we say as this kind of flirting with the woo woo stuff. But really, it's like you said, and it's so simple. It's a very stoic attitude where if a problem has already occurred, you gain nothing by being mad at it. You gain nothing by being pissed off about it, but you'll gain a lot by taking action. You know, so there's always options. There's always choices. So we'll end this podcast on that note where basically what you need to take from this is you have to take personal responsibility for your problems. You can't push them on to someone else. You know, you can't look in the mirror and say the world's against you because what does that even mean? I mean, who's against you? What is it? And combined with the fact, don't think that you're special and realize that the ultimate way to make yourself feel better is to just take action. But in order to take action, you have to be aware of why it's happening in the first place. If your tires are flat and you get pissed off. You have to ask why this is pissing you off so much. When you ask the question and you get an answer, you can remove that or transcend that, and then you can move to action. And the minute the action's done, just like changing tires, the situation has already solved itself. So just realize how important personal responsibility is in an environment where there's none.
0: This episode of the Painted Target podcast was brought to you by Awareness Integrations. Only you care about your problems. The painted Target is also sponsored by Grave Delay Athletics, apparel that says I'm going to live well and cheat death.